Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Crystal Dads with Caroline County Planning and Codes, thank you for joining us today. Um, We really appreciate it. You did a presentation to the commissioners to let them know a little bit about what your office does. And so our team here thought we need to get you here so that you can help the business community and the residential community understand a little bit about what your office does, what you do, and how it's really helping them. So if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself, give your title and all that kind of stuff, but also then go ahead and share everything you touch. We, before we went on uh, on recording, you said uh, permits and licensing and electrical and plumbing, and we're going to take each of those in later episodes and dig deep into it, but just give the audience an overview of who you are and what you do for a living. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Debbie. Sure. Um, my name is Crystal Dads, and I am the Assistant Director of the Codes Division at the Caroline County Department of Planning and Codes. I've been there with the department for 29 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it feels like yesterday that I just started. It's, it's been a long time, but yeah. it's went by fast. Congratulations. Yes, and our department is in charge of building permits, zoning, land use planning, electrical and plumbing licensing, alcoholic beverage licensing. Those are just a few of the topics that right. we, we cover in our department. And what do you do in your division? I am in charge of supervising the codes division. So that okay. is zoning and licensing pretty okay. much. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, for those of you, for those who are listening, who are thinking, I want to build something, I want to improve my property, there's zoning, there's permits, there's licensing, there's all these things. Give a little bit of an explanation of the difference between that, between what a zone means versus a permit versus a license, and how that would impact somebody that wants to make an improvement to their property in Caroline County. Okay, so the county established zoning in 1967. Uh, Prior to that, we did not have zoning. Mm. So when we establish those districts, we lay out where we want the residential development to go, where the agricultural activities would go, the commercial and the industrial, so that we make sure everything is compatible uh, with each other. Mm -hmm. And Within that, there are certain regulations and requirements, uh, how far a structure can be from a property line to the size of the structure maybe, or the particular use that goes there. And so the regulations actually, some of them start at the state level, right, for determining that zoning. There's certain guidelines that you have to follow at the state level. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we have our local county zoning, but in addition to that, we're responsible for ensuring that state regulations, such as critical areas, flood plain, stormwater management, or a few of those things that we also have to make sure are enforced. Yeah. So I can imagine back in the mid-60s, this idea of telling property owners what they could or couldn't do probably had a lot of controversy. And that's something you still, you shared with us the other day in our pre-production meeting that, you know, you get people who come into the office who don't quite understand the why of zoning. Can you give a little bit of background? Obviously, you were not around in 67 <laughs> uh, when that when those decisions were made, but there's a philosophy behind that. So can you give talk a little bit about that? 
Yes. Yeah, so again, when you have those specific zoning districts of where you want the commercial activity or the industrial activity, agricultural activity to go, uh, without zoning, without setbacks and those things, then you know, you could have your house sitting five feet from the property line and you could have something that's loud, you know, a trucking terminal next to you if there was, you know, not a proper area such as industrial zoning for that to take place. Or with our agricultural activities, you could have a, a huge feedlot or a poultry house next to you where there may be smells that, mm -hmm. um, but we have things in place, certain setbacks and certain zoning districts for those things to go to keep that uh, compatible. Yeah, and that and you, um, your office is in charge of doing that for the county, correct? The yes. towns in Caroline County have their own zoning. Is yes, that correct? That's okay. correct. So the towns have their own zoning and building permits, and the county takes care of everything outside the municipal limits. So talk about a little bit about permits. What is that? So uh, all right, you've, you've given an explanation of zoning, a little bit of that history, making sure that everybody is happy, that we're all as happy as we can be with the use of our land. So what is a permit? What, what is the purpose of that? And uh, do you know the history of when they started? Okay, so the permits started when zoning started in 1967, okay. and it's grown from then. So if you looked at our zoning ordinance in 67 to what it is today, we've made, you know, changes through those years to accommodate the change, you know, that goes along with life yes. and people coming in, right, and new uses, et cetera. Yes, yes. So a permit authorizes you to construct something. Okay. Or a zoning certificate would authorize the use of something. Okay. So a building permit... If you wanted to place a shed on your property or you wanted to build a family room onto your house or install a swimming pool, you would come to our office and we would make sure that, number one, if the use is permitted with a residential, building a shed, building a swimming pool in conjunction, in conjunction with your residential property would obviously be a permitted use. But if you maybe wanted to do a, a business on that property, there may be ways to do that within your zoning district with certain limitations, or it could be something that has to go in a commercial district. Mm -hmm. But we would take a look at that. We would make sure it meets the setbacks from the property lines. And then we also are in charge of enforcing the building code. Okay. And that's to make sure that the structure is built safely so that, right. you know, we have hurricanes here, you yeah. know, it could be flooding, and we want to ensure that those stru structures are built safely, they don't fall down, you know, that um, even in a flood, that if you're in a flood-prone area, you want to make sure that structure is elevated so that you prevent damage to your home. Yeah. So you mentioned something, and I want to talk about it now, and I think we'll cover it again, and that is... If there's a zoning use right now, if there's a if there's a piece of property, and let's talk commercial, uh, if there's a piece of property that's deemed to be industrial, um, some people may not realize you can't necessarily in the county put any type of retail activity there where it'd be like a store because you don't want people going. It's a safety issue, right? You yes. don't want people going in and out where there's big trucks, where there could be. Um, controlled ex uh, use of machinery and chemicals, et cetera. So you don't want uh, a mom with a baby going in to get diapers right next to a large manufacturer. So that's another example of where zoning and that use helps to protect. Um, but there was something you said about making changes. And I, you know, I think that that is your office for Caroline County that's something you guys do really well. You listen to people who want to do something 
not illegally, but that they just want to do better for themselves and for the community, and you work with them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that a formal process that somebody would have to go through? Um, do they have to go before a commission or a board or anything in order to have things changed? So, yes, I can talk about two things recently. One is our special event venues. And oh, okay. We've had over the past couple years some interest in someone wanting to have an event venue. We are a rural area and, you know, whether it's having a barn type setting, you know, on a large property to do that. But unless citizens come to us and say there's a need for something, you don't, you may not have addressed it right. in your code. So that's um, something that goes before our Caroline County Planning Commission as a text amendment, or it's something that the county could look at in their comprehensive rezoning and making those changes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so then uh, let's go back to the permit. So that permit process, um, I understand that uh, this is all online. There is availability for it to be easy for the permit, the person looking for the permit and the permitter, which is Caroline County. Talk a little bit about that. You're passionate about that and you're very excited about the software. First, share the name because that's a really cool name. And then talk a little bit about that. If a listener wants to know, how do I use this software that their crystal is talking about? Give a little bit of insight in how to do that. Okay, so in August of 2019, we implemented our new online permitting software. It's called LAMA, which stands for land management. So it's the animal without the extra L. It's L-A-M-A. <laughs> and We've been fortunate with that software that it gives the public the ability to, to apply online because we know in a busy world today, it's not always easy to find time to come in the office when the office is open. So this gives that ability to them to apply online from home while you're sitting on your couch at night. Mm -hmm. And when we first rolled that system out, we had a feeling it was going to be difficult to transition from that in-person to how is this going to work with getting the documents, the communication part of it. And for those first six months, you know, no one really used it. Mm. And then the pandemic hit. Okay. And the county yeah. shut down. And it's like, what do we do to keep business going? So having that there, we were fortunate that it was seamless. We, we were able to keep processing permits right. and everyone was forced to to go in and use the system and then realize that it was good yeah it was good and that oh i don't have to rush into the office in the morning to file my electrical permit so that i can get my inspection that day i can do it that that evening before and the staff will have it in the morning yeah so and i think too from a from economic development standpoint when you have processes that are modern and contemporary um, it looks like a place people want to do business so showing that our permitting system um, is online and it can be so fast it can be within a day that you have the documentation that you need to move forward with your project that's something that we promote as a as a advantage to come to Caroline County. You used a word that I'd like for us to go back to, and that is inspection. So we have zoning, we have permitting. We'll talk a little bit about licensing letter later, but inspections, what does that mean? Okay, so an inspection is, again, making sure that the structure that you're building 
is built safely in accordance with the building code that the state of Maryland has adopted. And okay. we have building codes, electrical codes, plumbing codes, fire safety codes, energy codes. There's a, there's a lot of codes out there that we look at. And the county does contract with a third-party inspection agency who has certified inspectors in all of those fields that provide those services for us. Okay. So again, going back, pushing it, like this is the state of Maryland that has decided a lot of what buildings should look like protection, um, et cetera. And so the county is the, the conduit for that, right? You're this central point for making sure that a contractor, a homeowner, a business owner, building owner are following all of those regulations that the county has, but then also you're helping them with what applies from the state regulations. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm not sure that uh, I even understood that enough. So I think that's worth repeating again is that um, that you don't have to go to, you go to the county and you guys are going to help them with almost everything. Correct. We work with the different agencies that would be involved in whatever uh is taking place on your property. Maybe you have some non-tidal wetlands that are regulated by the Maryland Department of the Environment. So we're able to see that. We're able to communicate with them to assist the customer so that they're not having to go to multiple agencies. Okay. So, you know, we okay. try to promote the one-stop shop. And right. when you apply for that permit, we have the means to uh, work with the Environmental Health Department, the Soil Conservation District, the State Highway or Department of Public Works, uh, all together so that they come here and we distribute that information to the other agencies and everyone is looking at it at one time and we can communicate that back to the customer if there's any changes that mm -hmm. have to happen or any additional regulations they must follow. Yeah. And so, you know, we talked about, you talked about the online system and how everybody's busy. I think something else that we are seeing a lot of is if there's this idea that it's there's so much bureaucracy, there's so much paperwork to file anymore. You and I were talking the other day and you said, when the paperwork is completed, it works quickly. So if you could sit down with a business owner who wants to build something in a properly zoned area, what would you tell them about filling out their quote unquote paperwork? As far as the application process, the system is designed to walk you through it. So it's just like a wizard that you would use in any Microsoft Office product if you're setting up a spreadsheet and you use that wizard. It's designed to do the same thing. Once you create your account and have your login, it starts off with giving you a message that says, here's how the process will flow from beginning to end. It's, you know, you're going to apply for the permit, be prepared to submit these items, and here's how it's going to go through the end when you get your occupancy permit. It's all and about then, communication, isn't it? Absolutely. And you, you start with an address, and that address um, is linked to our GIS mapping system so that we have all of those layers of information that determines based on that address are you in a floodplain area? What is your okay. zoning? And it builds off of that. So you start with that address and what is it I want to build? And then that will prompt more questions. So if you're building a house versus a shed, there's going to be different information that you would have to provide. And at the end, it's going to determine who needs to review that, that yeah. project to help expedite that. But it's all right there. It's, it's right that there. same session mm -hmm. as you're sitting at your dining room table at eight o'clock yes. at night um, so that you know you don't have to put in a piece of paper and then get a call back, oh, you need X, Y, or Z, or say, oh, I forgot to sign a document. So um, 
Let's see what else. So the so the inspection. How does that work as far as from a from a process standpoint? So you said you use a third party um, inspection agency. Um, somebody submits an application for a permit. What's a time frame then before they get the inspection and then get the sticker? Okay. So so okay? once you have your permit in hand, once that is issued, and we do that electronically so that you can get your permit right away. Once you have that permit, it'll list on there what inspections you need and where you have to call. The customer pays us up front for that inspection fee so that they're not oh. having to write two separate checks or pay two separate agencies. We collect that and then they bill us in turn okay. um, for the same amount. And when they call for those inspection agencies, we've been fortunate to work with an, an agency that will guarantee same-day inspections if you are able to call by 9 o'clock. So maybe it might be 6 if they're super busy to get right. to your place, but as long as you've called them before 9 a.m., they will at least guarantee that same day yeah. on a business day, which is very helpful to customers to, to try to get something done the same day, especially right. if you're digging footers and there's rain coming and Absolutely. you don't have to wait. Yeah. So every all construction has supply chain issues right it's getting a little bit better but you can't get the screws you need or you can't get the lumber or whatever knowing that you've got that permit in hand and that the inspection is set kind of relieves that pressure yes. for for building um so the customer will call the inspection agency yes. to make the and that is why 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 won't you just do it for them it, that way, if there's questions about does someone uh, need to be home when you conduct gotcha. the inspection or, you know, are there specific information? Do you have dogs, a you know, gate or something? Or, you know, maybe you're coming for a final occupancy and they're using a key code. You know, mm -hmm. they can communicate that directly with the inspector. That way, if they have questions, um, they've done that directly. But our, right. they have access to our permitting system. So they can see all of their documents, all of their contact information. So they're just an extension of the yes. county's office. So yes. They're just, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go through our list. So we've got zoning and permitting inspections. Um, talk a little bit about licensing, but I think we're going to dig deeper into that in a, a future episode. But just give an overview of what type of licenses there are that relate to permitting and, and construction, et cetera. Okay. Currently, or Caroline County Prior to 2021, we used to issue licenses for electrical contractors. Uh, there was a legislative change that has changed that to the state issuing those licenses. So the county uh, no longer has authority as of 2021 to issue local licenses. It is okay. done at the state level. We, stu we still, however, issue plumbers licenses. Okay. Um, and that is just ensuring that they have their proper insurance, their proper certifications, and, and so forth before they get a permit to do work in the county. So, so um, for a business owner that's looking to add on or build something in the county, what is their responsibility in ensuring that the contractor they're using, the electrical contractor or a general contractor or a plumber, is licensed? Yeah, so we do check that on our end. So when okay. you get a building permit, if you're making a home improvement project, there is a requirement at the state level that you hold a Maryland Home Improvement Commission license. And then if you're building a new house, there's what's called an MHBR. It's a Maryland Home Builder Registration License. And we keep a database of those and okay. we check those so when the customer comes in we can ensure that the builder they're using is properly licensed okay. and if they have any problems we can direct them to the state where they can file a complaint or if they're having any issues with that contractor sure again that's central point right you yes. are customer service is really 
super effective in your office. You guys do a great job. And I think it's your own personal philosophy. Um, You talked about, again, about that a little bit uh, the other day. You want, Crystal wants to help people. You've been in this job for, you said, 29 years. So you were a child prodigy of starting (laughs) and planning and codes. But share your personal philosophy of why you want to help customers while at the same time maintaining that regulatory aspect. Yes, it can be difficult because our department is enforcement and regulatory. And when someone comes into the office and they're thinking, All I want is to put my shed in the backyard. I don't understand why I have to have a permit. It's a portable shed. You know, why do I have to anchor it to the ground? Or why can't I just put it in this back corner? Why does it have to be 10 feet? And they're frustrated. And you want to take the time to spend with them to make them understand why it is what it is. You know, there's a reason we want that shed anchored. If we get a hurricane, you certainly don't want it to, you know, blow into your house or hurt someone or, or your neighbor. Um, And as far as the, I always say that, you know, when a customer comes in, you know, it helps for them to know what it is, the whys. And I think that, you know, in the end, you may still not be happy that I can't really do what I wanted to do or put the structure exactly where I wanted to, but at least they can walk out with an understanding of why. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, and I think that your staff that you have, uh, uh, reflects that too and you talked you mentioned enforcement let's touch on that just a little bit and again I think that might be something we dig into a little bit more deeply in a future episode so what is that all about this idea of enforcement start with what are they enforcing regulations at the state level county level etc okay so we have first and foremost our zoning regulations that we enforce we have one codes enforcement officer and we certainly do not have the staff or the time to ride around the county to look for something that's not in compliance. So we are complaint driven. So if, you know, if someone calls us a neighbor that says, you know, my neighbor's over here building something and I don't think they have a permit or, you know, maybe their property's in disrepair, there's something that they're upset about. And we go out and we take a look. And, you know, if they are in violation of a, of a zoning code, whatever it may be, we, we notify them by a letter stating that, you know, we've had a complaint, we've been out and visited the property, you know, we see that you have too many untagged vehicles. And, you know, here's what the law says, our mm-hmm. county zoning says about that, and then we give them time to correct it. Gotcha. So... So it's not a police officer, correct? Right? You're, you're, the code enforcement officer is not a sworn law yeah. enforcement officer. And again, a lot of it is, you say, complaint driven. So um, what kind, is there any type of threshold for, like if you have neighbors that are just not getting along because of just personality, um, how do you handle that? I mean, that's a customer service issue, right? Yes, and it we have that quite often, and it's <laughs> usually disputes among neighbors, and it's something that we have no control over, whether they cut the branches on their tree that was overhanging on their yard, or it's a trespassing issue, or it's just something that our code does not address. You know, we certainly advise them to reach out to the police department if they're if they're having issues, but ultimately it's a civil matter. And yeah. in that case, unfortunately, you would, you'd have to seek, you know, the law outside of the county office to remedy that situation. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's see, how much commercial property is in the county limits um, that you ha- check in on? Do you know, is there a lot, and this is a question that sure. I did not give you to prepare, so if you don't know, that's, that's okay. okay. I would say 90% of the areas outside of the municipalities are rural. 
And okay. so we don't have a lot of commercial or industrial zoning. You know, most of that falls along, you know, the, the highway, shore highway, we have some commercial mm -hmm. and in some surrounding our rural villages, gotcha. we have some commercial and industrial, but most of it is rural. Okay. And so with that, with the commercial that you're seeing, are you seeing a high level of compliance and, and, and zoning and things like that? Or are people who own businesses that are within the county, do you see that they are doing what they need to do and working with your office? We do. We don't generally get too many complaints about that. And I okay. think it's because they're not in a residential area where someone's living. Gotcha. I got, so the that full circle, thank yes. you. <laughs> full circle to the beginning to talk about zoning, and that's the reason why you have that zoning. Crystal, thank you so much. So, this has been fabulous. Um, we, again, we are going to have you back. I know there are some um, benchmarks and milestones you have coming up there. We're going to talk to you in depth about the liquor licensing. Uh, we'll talk to you in depth about the a trades licensing and those will be in um, later episodes but you know 29 years working with the county and for the county and bringing that customer service while also protecting the the regulations and the laws you know kudos to you and your team you guys do a great job and I hope everybody appreciates Crystal Dads and Caroline County Planning and Codes thanks so much Crystal thank you Debbie thank you for having me sure thank you for listening be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.